This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Dunedin Yoga Lady, thank you for joining me this morning. My name's Kate, I'm a local yoga teacher, someone who has been practicing myself for well over 30 years and this show is for people who perhaps already have a yoga practice and are curious about some of the deeper or different aspects of yoga but equally if you're someone who's sort of curious about yoga but not really sure if it's for you or not or perhaps worse you've tried yoga and you didn't like it sometimes that can happen and I would hope that maybe after listening to the show and getting perhaps a slightly different understanding of yoga you may go back and try another class because it all depends on the teacher you get and what type of yoga you practice. Um, And that can take a while to find the right practice. So today we're talking about one of my favourite subjects and one that relates to every single one of you listening, because we're going to talk about the breath. We did talk about it last week, and I didn't manage to cover everything I wanted to talk about. So we're going to flow into this week's session talking about How do you breathe in yoga? Why is it important? And if we have time, connecting it to some of the the primary movements of the spine, which is quite a core part of yoga. So I just want to recap extremely briefly on one of the things that we covered last week, which was the basic mechanics of breathing. So even if you've studied anatomy and already think you have a really good idea of how we breathe, I would encourage you to listen to this because it's, it makes a really key point. And the key point is that despite the fact that it feels like when we breathe in, it feels like we're pulling breath in, or even worse, you know, we're kind of desperately seeking to suck air into our lungs. I understand that can be the feeling that we sometimes have when we inhale. That actually isn't what's happening on a physiological level. And once you understand what is happening, it can give a lot more freedom and ease to the breath. So we already established last week, despite what you may have heard or despite what you may have sadly even been taught, you are not breathing into your belly it's impossible your lungs are in your chest so what you are doing when you breathe whether it's a yoga breath or any other kind of breath a singing breath a playing sports breath a lazing around the house breath every single time you inhale what you are doing is that your ribs expand a little bit or a lot, depending on sort of how in shape your intercostal muscles around your ribs are. So as you breathe in, your ribs expand. So what this does, it increases the volume of 
that thoracic cavity. It increases the, the volume of your internal, of your lungs. What that does is it decreases pressure. There's an inverse relationship between volume and pressure. So what happens now is that the pressure within inside your lungs is lower than the atmospheric pressure outside of you. And you may or may not know that air always flows towards low pressure. So what is happening is that you have lowered the pressure inside your lungs, so the atmospheric pressure actually pushes air into your lungs. So I'll say that again, the force that gets the breath into the lungs is the atmospheric pressure. It pushes air into your lungs. So another way of putting it, it is you create space by expanding your ribcage and expanding your lungs. You create space and the universe fills it. So this is a really different way to think about breathing. It lets you know where to intelligently put your effort. And it's not into feeling that you've got to suck air in. Because that can actually be quite an unpleasant feeling. But it's what a lot of people do when we're told take a deep inhale. Often we kind of feel like we've almost got a straw and we're sucking air in. And that's not a that's a very tense situation. Whereas if you think, okay, where my effort is going is into finding and accessing as many of those muscles around my rib cage that I can. So I'm just going to open my rib cage. And what will happen? The air will flow in. What has happened to um, us as we age and as we become more computer bound and sedentary is a lot of us lose the use of a lot of those intercostal muscles so even right now if you kind of feel the own the backs of your ribs and the sides of your rib there's just so many muscles there all around the entire back so your rib cage has the capacity to move in a three-dimensional way it can expand out the front and a lot of us can kind of find that with some kind of effort it has equal capacity to move out sideways which a lot of us have lost that and and the back is you know your rib cage at the back is bigger than at the front the entire back of your rib cage can move as you learn to access those muscles so in a in a good yoga practice over time that's what happens it's it's probably more important that those are the muscles that you develop in a yoga practice rather than your quadriceps or your abdominal muscles you can perhaps go to the gym to do that but these breathing muscles are foundational for your well-being for your for your health mental health and physical health and the right yoga practice will really help you do that so when it comes to breathing in a yoga practice is it different than how you would breathe at the gym or at pilates say and the answer is it definitely is it absolutely is very different and you really want to find a yoga class and a yoga teacher that knows the difference and is teaching you to lead a practice that is breath-centric, so led by the breath. So in yoga 
we acknowledge that the body, the mind and the breath can all work really independently. They can be completely disconnected. You can be pumping iron, doing some kind of body movement, and your brain can be completely somewhere else. You can be checking out your shopping list. You can be muttering about how how, um, unpleasant the exercise is. And your breath, you can be completely unconscious of your breath, but you could still be doing the physical movement. So that is not the way of yoga. It's completely the opposite. In yoga, we are seeking to bring the body, the breath, and the mind into harmony, that we integrate them so they're all doing the same thing at the same time. So when you look at people doing yoga, if you've seen people doing yoga or you've seen videos of people doing yoga, often what we see is the external. We see their body movement moving. We may get kind of interested in the degree of flexibility or strength that we see. But what we can't see is what they're doing with their breath. And what is the primary importance, the first thing, the fundamental, most important thing in a yoga practice is how we breathe and actually how we feel the breath. So the first step on your yoga practice is to link the breath movement with the body movement and it's not hard it just takes a a degree of awareness and to know that that's what you're meant to be doing it is the basis for the whole practice so like a really simple way of explaining that even over the the radio here is that it's as simple as when you breathe in say you lift your hand up and when you breathe out you put your hand down So you're doing it with the breath and you know that you're doing it with the breath. You've made a conscious decision to do it with the breath and you are aware because you could, you could look out the window or you could be reading the phone and you could lift your arm up and down. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you're you're aware of what you're doing and you are linking So for the breath and the movement to be coordinated, we have to bring the breath into conscious awareness. And I think this more than anything is one of the standout features of yoga as a practice. It takes conscious awareness. So that means being aware, noticing, observing, feeling, knowing what you're doing. Because for a lot of us, there is a disconnect. We can live in our head. We can be doing all sorts of things all day and have a running dialogue of something completely different going on in our head. We can be eating our dinner and watching TV. So that is the opposite of being consciously aware and connected, that what the body's doing, the mind is exactly there with the body. And by bringing conscious awareness, we find the natural link that already exists in the body. Yoga isn't trying to turn your body into some new, fang-dangled, different thing. It honors the natural intelligence that already exists in your body. Your body knows exactly how to be healthy and how to be in balance. We've just sometimes lost touch with that. 
So if we think about it, there's two, there's only two breaths. There's either a breathe in, which is called an inhale, or there's a breathe out, which is called an exhale. And just for a moment, recognize that you do somewhere in the vicinity between 22 to 25,000 of those in one day. And perhaps you have not even been conscious of one of them. We can sometimes go years. You know, I can't do maths on, on the hop, but that's a lot of thousands and millions of breaths. So what yoga is doing, it is making you become aware of a natural process that's within you and, and actually getting you to control that okay. breath. And how yoga is interested primarily in the breath and the spine are the two main things that yoga is interested in, the breath and the spine and how those two are connected. What's the, the link between the breath and the spine? And very simply, when you take an inhale, what is happening, you may or may not have noticed it, is that your spine is extending slightly. It lengthens a little bit. So a really easy way to think about that is if you start with your hands on your body or on your side, if you take your hands out to your side or take them up towards the ceiling, you will do that when you breathe in. It's a natural thing to do. You wouldn't take them up there while you're breathing out. As you inhale like that, the spine is lengthening. It's extending. When you breathe out, the opposite happens. There's a little, a mild contraction of the spine. So it's a gentle closing down. Yeah, we call it a contraction. In yoga, all those asanas, all those postures that you see, they are all categorized by what effect do they have on the spine. So if you're someone who's done yoga before, you will know, you know, there's all different sorts of postures. Some of them you're twisting, some of them you're bending over, some of them are you lifting one foot in the air. You're doing what appears to be a whole lot of sort of, it can be kind of random things. In traditional yoga, they are not random things. They are grouped into categories of what is happening to your spine and what is happening to your breath. They are not thing, they're not originally called things like hip openers or hamstring stretches. What they are is like any of those postures that your spine is extending and opening, that's one category. Any and, you do, and any asana that you do, that means that you exhale and the, the spine contracts slightly or bends forward. That's another category. And there's a twisting one and there's other categories, which maybe I'll go into in another podcast. But it's just to make it clear that it's of utmost importance what your breath is doing. Every single breath in a yoga practice should be accounted for. You don't just kind of breathe when you feel like breathing. Or if you do, you're not going to get the full benefit of the practice. Because what does happen on an exhale, when you breathe out, what is happening is that your ribs sink a little bit. That diaphragm muscle that we talked about last week, 
that rises back up and settles back in under your ribs and the front belly moves back towards the spine. And you can feel that as this happens, that's naturally what's happening anytime you're doing a forward bend. Like if you're bending down to tie up your shoelaces or something, that's what's happening. Your front ribs sink, your diaphragm rises, and the front belly moves to the back of the spine. So in yoga, we are using those postures, those forward bending postures, to exaggerate, accentuate the natural breath. It's handy to understand also when we think of the breath to get a slightly fuller picture of what does asana mean. So this is the word, the Sanskrit word for all the postures that you see or that you practice if you're already a yogi. So we sometimes translate asana to mean posture. And it kind of does, but it really it means more than that. The origins of the word mean to stay or to sit or to be. So it's, it's more than just a posture. For it to be an asana, so it's not just a posture, for it to be an asana, for it to be yoga, it actually has to have two qualities present and if it doesn't have these two qualities it's not yoga it's something else it's exercises so in um, Patanjali's yoga sutra there's yoga sutra 246 and it tells us what asana is and I'll just chant that for you it's sthirasukam asanam so what that means is for it to be asana, it has to have stera and sukha. It has to have these two qualities, stera and sukha, in the breath, in the body, and in the mind. So these two qualities, stera means like steadiness and stability, and sukha means ease or lightness. So if we think of doing a yoga asana while we're moving into it and while we're in it, yes, we need to sort out the body and get the body doing the right thing. But equally, we need to check in on the breath. Is there steadiness in the breath? And is there ease in the breath? Because it's quite easy for us to put the body into postures or places that may not actually be so good for us. It's easy for us to push our bodies, yet we can't do that with the breath. The breath doesn't allow us to lie. The breath tells the truth about what's actually happening in the body. So if we pay equal attention to the body and the breath, we get really good authentic feedback whether we're doing yoga. So if our breath is struggling, if we can't breathe with steadiness and ease in a posture, it means we're not doing yoga anymore and we need to change something. And I know this can be tricky sometimes if you go to a class that the teacher perhaps isn't aware of the role of breath so much or a class that is fast 
sometimes there's classes around at the moment like vinyasa flow. I'm not rubbishing vinyasa flow, but sometimes they can sometimes be taught at a pace that you can't breathe easily and smoothly. So really this is not giving you an authentic experience of yoga because the quality of the breath is very, very important. The quality of the breath is important because the quality of our breath expresses our inner feeling. And yoga is not just about the muscular, you know, your muscles and your bones. Yoga is a deep practice that takes all the layers of your being into account. So how your inner world is, how you are feeling actually counts. It's very relevant. It's not the same as maybe if you're angry or upset and you go to the gym and you do a hardcore workout that has its place. You know, maybe for some people, but that's not how we do it in yoga. In yoga, it's like you need your breath to be smooth and you need your breath to be even. And those are the things that are going to give you a practice that is positively affecting all the layers of your being. And the good news about this is that you actually don't have to do a hugely complicated physical practice to get some of these deep benefits from the breath. So I hope that's been interesting. Um, hope maybe it's been provocative or hopeful. As I anticipated, I still haven't finished everything on the breath. There's more. So we might talk about that again next week. You've been listening to Kate Bendel, the yoga lady. If you want to listen to this again, you can always go to the ORFM website and all the podcasts there or my website, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. And... If you have anything you want me to cover in the future, there's ways to get hold of me on that website. So happy yoga to you all and thank you for joining me this morning. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.